Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Southwest Virginia Fishing Report with Matt Riley. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing good, Marvin. Just watching the forecast and watching the window to see how much uh, and when this rain's going to get heavy. Yeah, so I guess you guys are quite, you're on the kind of the the backside of the hurricane that turned into a tropical depression that went through Louisiana, right? Yeah, um, Ida, they, uh, you know, we're, we're supposed to get probably it's Tuesday night, uh, tonight through Wednesday, sort of mid morning, um, about an inch and a half of rain, which, you know, could happen, could not forecast kind of jumping around, but we're certainly not supposed to get as much as, um, further North in Virginia. I'm not, I'm not a weatherman. I don't really know how it works, but, uh, they're, you know, up in the Shenandoah Valley, supposed to get upwards of two, um, almost three inches of rain the next couple of days. So we'll uh, we'll get some. The rivers are going to bump, but it's kind of, you know, unfortunately, if I got trips in the morning and the next day, uh, a little too early to tell what's going to happen. Yeah, and as we were talking about, it's been, you know, a little bit dry this summer, so the trout fishing is not there, and you know, you might get rained out for a few days. But you know, as you were saying, it's been so dry. Um, that hopefully if you get a lot of water, you know, it won't help your guide trips for the next couple of days, but maybe fishing will kind of be back to normal by the weekend. Yeah, we were, we were just talking about that. I mean, if you're a, you're a full-time guide and you got days booked every day and you need water, you know, you're sitting there praying for rain, but you know, you're probably going to have to cancel or reschedule a couple of days if it happens. Um, cause we certainly haven't had, um, sort of small portions of rain to keep us in check this summer. Um, and we did get, um, you know, we were talking, I guess two weeks ago or so we got a bunch of rain from another tropical depression and it's, uh, spiked things up for three or four days, but the ground's just been so dry and the water table so low that the ground just ate it up in a couple of days and we were back to low water pretty quick. So, um, yeah, hopefully if we do get uh, an inch and a half, two inches of rain uh, today and tomorrow, we'll, uh, you know, the ground will be a little more saturated than it was last time, and we'll we'll see the effects of it for a little bit longer. Yeah, and in terms of your bite, I was just talking to, to Ethan uh, over in Central Virginia. He was saying that their smallmouth bite was slowing down a little bit. Um, we... Shoot, we certainly haven't seen much of that. Um, the last couple of weeks has been pretty fantastic. Um, and the topwater fishing has been really good. Um, I saw the first dog days cicada um, dive bomb into the water on, let's see, it was the last Tuesday, I believe. And then Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we were catching fish with, uh, you know, one and two and three cicadas in their mouths and so that's really kind of going on right now um and you know again we've got good conditions for it we've had pretty stable weather i was just filling in my fishing log from last week today and uh it's been about 90 degrees air temp and about 82 83 degrees water temp for the last week so things have been pretty stable um the bugs are dropping the water's clear um, and all of that's fixing to change tonight, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, again, it, the, the effects of this rain, I can't imagine are going to last too, too long. Um, and we'll be back to 
probably some of that good fishing we saw last week, probably by the end of the week or, or early next week. Yeah, it's interesting because I think Ethan was telling me where he was fishing, which is probably, well, it's definitely a tributary of the James, right? It's, he said the, the water temps were in like 85 or 86, so a little bit warmer. Yeah, they and I mean, they have a little bit warmer climate up there too. You know, we, I mean, I'm, I'm from that area originally, so I remember, you know, through the summer, it being in the mid nineties, upper nineties, some days, even, you know, low hundreds, um, in the peak of the summer. And we, uh, you know, our hot days in the summer are usually low to mid nineties. And I don't think we've been above 91, um, since the end of July. So we're, uh, we're a little bit cooler. Um, we've got a lot more trout stream influence, you know, higher elevation and all that. So, we stay a little bit cooler, and I imagine that probably has something to do with, because um, I, I mean, I hear it every year from the guys up on the James how uh, in the peak of summer, the, the bite sort of slows down or becomes a little more, um, you know, crepuscular early and, and late, and I have a feeling that's probably just because their, their water temperatures peak out a little bit higher than ours, and it just slows the fish down a tiny little bit, but. 82 degrees is not it, it, it's not far off of the smallmouth sort of optimal um, activity level, you know, water and body temperature. So uh, that's that's what I like to see in the summertime. Got it. And so, you know, obviously, if you get a lot of rain out of this system, water's going to get cloudy. Uh, if you get a lot of water, right, it's going to put fish to the banks and put them on structure for a while. You know, how long is it going to take for things to clear back up before the top water bite comes back? Um, it's hard to say. I mean, so the big deal with the, the new, well, I mean, again, the upper and lower new are really two different rivers. The upper new gets dirty real easily. So I don't really see a world in which it's not dirty for the next, you know, week or two after this. Um, the lower new, where, um, you know, I'm typically spending most of my time in the summer is, uh, it stays a lot clearer, um, because it's pulling water out of the lake. It's not, uh, and unless that lake fills up with, with dirty water from the upper river, um, the water that's coming out of the dam is never, never super dirty. But what can happen when we have one of these big sort of regional soaps like we're getting is, uh, several of the tributaries can get hit and they can dirty up. Um, but it'll, and, and that takes a big wide storm just because the tributaries are lower new, um, like Wolf Creek and, uh, um, Walker Creek and Rich Creek. They're all, you know, fairly large creeks that come from their own watersheds, you know, that are in different directions. So it'll really just kind of depend on which ones of those watersheds get hit. Um, as to you know how dirty the main stem of the river gets and on top of that it just kind of um you know if uh if it's not super super dirty especially with the cicadas dropping we should still be able to do some top water fishing with you know a couple of feet of visibility um and the smaller the river the more viable that usually is just because there's you know there's less water for them to kind of hunker down in and uh those those fish will, will feel and and notice the presence of a bug flatten down a little bit more um so 
you know, we may be streamer fishing um, for a couple of days, but I, I don't see, you know, the topwater bite getting killed too, uh, too bad by this. Yeah, got it. And we've got a question for you from John, and John is uh, from PA, and he was curious if you can um, dry dropper fish for smallmouth kind of like you uh, you can for trout. You uh, you definitely can, um, and in in most scenarios, I mean, I don't I don't really fish any of what you would call a dry fly. You know, coming from the trout world for smallmouth, they're all going to be, um, you know, poppers, cork, or um, very rarely foam bugs, and uh, you know, you can you can fish those kinds of bugs with a dropper fly. Um, I've experimented with that a little bit, um, smaller, you know, flies like gummy minnows or, um, like small helgramite imitations or, or, uh, damsel and dragonfly, uh, nymph imitations. But, um, so I, I haven't noticed anything too spectacular in doing that. And sort of my focus through the summer too is, is looking for sort of those, upper echelon fish um with with top water flies and i a uh, couple of times i have fished that way to, to experiment i have noticed a little bit of a lack in uh big fish coming up to inspect flies and i have a feeling that might be because you know a lot of times those big fish slide up real slow to a top water bug they kind of hang out underneath the fly and inspect it for a little while and if they've got you know 12-pound tippet hanging in their face um, may put them off a little bit. I, I don't know, but um, certainly experiment with it. I uh, I just, it's not something that I've really incorporated into my my program, but I have done it before, and it does work. Um, but, uh, you know, I, sh- I should probably mess around with it a little bit more than I have, too. Uh, well, there you go. And you know, folks, we love questions at the Articulate Fly. You can email them to us or send them to us on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if we use your question, I'll send you some Articulate Fly swag, and we will enter you in a drawing for something cool for Matt at the end of the season. And like we always do, Matt, we're always curious about what you're writing for the rural Virginian this week. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it's almost tomorrow is, is September, so we're uh, – we're approaching fall. Um, we've got a bunch of hunting seasons that are starting to come in. Um, the uh, squirrel season opener, which it used to always be the first of September, but um, they've they've changed it several years ago to where it's the first Saturday now. Um, so that's this weekend, and I'm just going to kind of put out the sort of announcement article and be talking a little bit about sort of the foreign concept to a lot of people, but the the concept of uh, squirrel migrations, which have been um, documented in history, some really interesting sort of large scale events of just huge numbers of squirrels moving around in the uh, sort of regionally looking for, for food as mass crops up on, on our nut bearing trees. Um, so kind of looking at that, taking a little bit different spin on just the normal, uh, you know, squirrel season this year article so that's what i'm i'm trying to put to bed uh today or, or tomorrow and that'll be out next week yeah there you go and of course dove season is going to be here before you know it too it's you know within a few days yep yep that too yeah and uh, uh 
if you want to cheat and tie yellow hammers and not get in trouble for finding or using <laughs> flicker feathers, yep. you can uh, dye primary wing feathers um, from Dove with uh, Rit dye and use those, and they work great. Exactly. Yeah, because I guess it's a uh, it's illegal anymore to tie a true uh, yellow hammer because the uh, northern flicker is a protected bird. Yep, that's exactly right. So uh, I've gotten lucky a couple of times and had them fly into my window, but uh, <laughs> you don't, you can't get them normally. Yeah, well, we won't talk about whether possessing the feathers is a problem. We'll save that for another fishing report. Exactly. Well, listen, I know too. Before I let you hop and let you can tell people how to reach you, I know you've had some late dates open up in your guide calendar. So you want to let folks know about that and know how they can reach out to you. Yeah, yeah, we got a couple of dates in September, um, the last two weeks and, uh, I've got a couple of days and then, um, the, I guess the second full week, I think I have like the 13th and 15th and 16th available. Cause we had a, a, uh, an international trip cancel. Um, so those are available. And then I've still got a fair amount kind of in, uh, mid October ish. And I, I've said it before, but I have a feeling the way that summer's gone that, you know, we're going to be fishing a summer pattern pretty deep into October this year. So um, I would almost look at October like just an extension of September. We should still have some great topwater fishing all through the month if, uh, if the weather pattern stays, you know, the way it has been all year. So um, if you want to get in on that, just you can reach out to me via the website, which is mattreillyflyfishing.com, and all my contact info is on there. So however you feel best reaching out, I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, and it goes without saying that it's a whole lot more comfortable to fish in October for smallmouth than in early September. It is, man. Last week was uh, it was a hot one. Like I said, it wasn't, wasn't mid-90s, upper 90s, but we had right at 90 degrees every day. Um, humid and very little wind which you know usually i'm i'm cussing wind but it was stagnant all week last week and i think at least two different days we drank like two and a half gallons of water so uh i'm i'm looking forward to a little bit of a cool off and i think we're going to get it with this this system and uh, it's certainly going to get more comfortable into into september Uh, Well, there you go. Well, listen, folks, you owe it to yourself to get out there and catch a few. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Matt. All right. Thanks, Marvin.